Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. It's uh, almost 3.09 here in the studio. It says rain tomorrow, but not telling me what it is now. There's uh, sun and clouds outside, 64 degrees. Some rain moving through tomorrow. We'll see what it's like. I'm uh, I'm a little tired and I'm hangry. I haven't had lunch today. I haven't eaten anything at all today yet. My fault. I'm, I was supposed to, but uh, you know, had a lot of running around to do. Did uh, did my weigh in over at Be the New You? I am one pound away from my goal, which is good. Still uh, increasing muscle mass by shrinking uh, fat percentage, which is also good. That's my goal. I'm not really concerned with dropping the amount of pounds that I did in the beginning of this. I'm more looking at maintaining muscle mass and becoming healthier. And I believe I have doing real well. I enjoy it, but I'm a little hangry today. I was up. Last night, watching the debate, we're going to talk about that. The uh, Biden impeachment inquiry inquiry is going on as we speak now. And it's it's amazing. Listen, Congress is broken. I mean, when, <laughs> Congress is just simply broken. If you spend time and, you know, I recommend you do, but in turn, I highly recommend that it's a waste of time. But you, you really should. Sit in every now and then and watch what goes on in Congress. They they are truly broken. What's happening now? Y- yesterday, there's video out, and if you follow me on social media, I posted it, where you have Congresswoman uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez literally grandstanding and grilling this poor woman who's a New York City councilwoman, asking her what what. What alternatives does she have? What alternatives do you have for mig- illegal migrants in New York? What sites do you have? What's Because they're, they're protesting them putting tens of thousands of illegal migrants in places like Floyd Bennett Field, in, in uh, you know, YMCAs, in these facilities all over New York. Because they, they're—listen, they're full. They don't have room anymore. So uh, Ocasio-Cortez, congresswoman from New York 14, is grilling this poor woman— saying, see, Republicans don't have any answers. She posts it all over social media. The problem is that this woman is a lifelong Democrat. She's a Democratic councilwoman from New York City. And even after finding that out, she not only leaves all her social media out, up, doesn't correct it, because the soundbite was good, you know, her little sarcastic, well, this is my time, and I only have 18 seconds, so I really don't want to hear what you have to say, but I'm going to ask the questions. You know how they get. And then in all her her posts, it's, see, Republicans don't have the answers. Well, well listen, New York City has been democratically run across the board for a long time. Here you are grilling this New York City councilwoman who happens to be a lifelong Democrat. She's been a councilwoman in New York City for for seven years, and she's grilling her and portrays it on social media that this woman's a Republican. And you see they don't have any answers. They don't have. We're doing all this. They have nothing. Well, the the woman who said they have nothing to you and said they had no alternatives was a lifelong Democrat in New York. And then you see this impeachment inquiry going on now and 
again, Ocasio-Cortez, and, and I continue to pick on her because I was born and raised in her district. I lived there 27 years. And it's just uh, sad that this woman even gets traction. But then you look at us here in Pennsylvania, put a John Fetterman in a Senate seat, and you could understand or at least comprehend how it happens, not why. <laughs> I don't think you'll ever, if you're reasonable, will ever understand that. But she she's grilling the, these witnesses who are just, again, this is an impeachment inquiry. It's the prerequisite to an impeachment. And Jamie Raskin is the ranking is the, the ranking minority member, and he's saying this is this is out of order. We shouldn't be doing this at all. And then they played video of him during the Trump impeachment inquiries, saying that they don't need a reason to do these. They can just do them anytime they want because we're Congress and we're the committee and we could do this and that. It's funny how he did a 180 in just less than five years. The questions are, are idiotic. It's nothing more than grandstanding on one side and, and attacking on the other. You know, half the Democrats that I watch, and it's still going on, and it started this morning. So I've been able to watch maybe 15 to 20 percent of what's happened here in this impeachment inquiry hearing. Again, the prerequisite to an impeachment hearing. That's where witnesses are called. That's where – and Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez is, is grilling them. Do you have any firsthand knowledge of these things that the, the Republicans are bringing up? Well, no. I'm here to, to speak on is there enough evidence for an inquiry for an impeachment? An impeachment is where you would bring the witnesses in. Oh, so there's no witnesses here that know anything. How come they haven't called any witnesses? Because it's an impeachment inquiry. It's all about sound bites. It's all about a show. It's showmanship. That's all it is. It's a performance. It's for their perpetual elections. They do nothing. And I don't care what the topic is. Let's, let's do this shutdown that's coming. Let's do this impeachment inquiry. Let, anything. Congress is broken. And unless we demand better, and the only way we can truly demand better, because anything else is an attack on Congress, you know, the, the perpetual victims, it's funny how someone like Ocasio-Cortez and the rest of the squad members and all these people can take video of themselves walking down the street, walking their dogs, going to get a shake, going to get a coffee, going to get, but their lives are always in danger. But yet their real timing, their location, where they live, where they are, and, and when you look into it, you, you say how many times the threats, there's no open police reports, there's no active investigations, it, it's all a show. And Congress is truly broken. They do nothing. And by they, I mean the in, in total embodiment of Congress, the Senate, the House, both parties, everyone. It's broken. And then we move on to the GOP debate last night. And again, it's what, almost two hours that I will never get back in my life. It was, it was, it was hard. It was, I, I've lost. A lot of faith in the GOP. The The only winner last night would be if they fired Rona McDaniel as the head of the RNC. It was complete utter chaos at, at times. Fox News was extremely disappointing. It was Fox News Business and Univision 
was a joint effort. The Univision moderator that they had there spoke with a heavy accent. It was hard to understand her at times. And, and I'm married to 100% Puerto Rican. I don't mind it, but the questions were all identity politics. Almost every question that the Univision moderator asked was identity politics. It really doesn't serve, you know, why, are you, why uh, outside of Ron DeSantis, who has the only campaign website that's been translated into Spanish, you know, wh why don't other members do that? And I understand that's an important factor, but I, I would assume that our Spanish-speaking population out there are, are members of Latino and Latina descent, would rather a, a strong economy, great jobs, low inflation, lower gas prices than someone's campaign website being translated into Spanish. Yes, it's a question, but when those are the only questions, you're defeating the entire purpose of why you should elect. I'm not electing someone, and if you were Hispanic, you're not electing someone because they translated their, they, they, they translated their website, their campaign website, into Spanish. People are electing people because of the topics. Or more and more what we're seeing by what they're told. The GODP debate last night was horrible. I, I really, you know, DeSantis was kind of slighted the first 30 minutes of it. Dana Perino, the, this, this show at the end with the Survivor Act, which lets vote somebody off the island, was utterly horrendous. And thankfully, Ron DeSantis showed leadership and said, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to do this. And even Nikki Haley said, are you serious? And Ron DeSantis said, I'm not doing this. This is not why we're here. And everybody else chimed in after three of them started grabbing the notepad because they were going to do it, but then they saw the crowd on the stage was going in another direction, and, and they, they followed suit very quickly and says, no, no, we're not, we're not going to. This is not why we're here. This isn't vote somebody off the island. This is serious. We're here to debate. And then Dana Perino, who I, I respect greatly. I've met her probably a dozen times. Extremely smart woman. Nice woman. She didn't like the fact that the panel turned on her, and you can see it. And, and that video is also on my social media, if you follow me. So she followed up with an unplanned question, kind of attacking DeSantis, because he, she's, that's who she directed her question at. She basically quieted everybody down from revolting about this vote somebody off the island tiki torch thing. And then kind of got sarcastic and nasty towards Ron DeSantis. Like, oh, okay, well, you, since you're, since you're uh, trailing the lead Donald Trump by so much, what do you plan to do? And just the, the, you can see it in her face. You can see it in the tone. You can hear it in the tone of her voice. It was just not a place for moderators at a, at a presidential debate. First of all, they had too many people on stage. At times, it was literally a shouting match. You had Tim Scott and Nikki Haley screaming at each other over curtains from her office at one point. That, that went on for a while. The, the moderators had zero control of this. The damn bell that they keep dinging when they're supposed to be done, the 30 seconds to respond. Who can respond to something seriously for the American people in 30 seconds? It's just utter nonsense. It was, it was a waste of two hours last night. Yeah, I did watch it. There were some points. Nikki Haley, extremely disappointing to me. You know, the second debate, she kind of started to lose me during the first debate. She showed she was nothing but the establishment, but last night she solidified that. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, 
somebody needs to put him in the corner and he needs to stay there. I mean, he, all he's doing is saying talking points that people want to hear. He's polling people. He's talking to staff. Hey, w- what, what are the talking points that people want to hear? And that's what he's throwing out there. You have Governor What's-His-Name from North Dakota or South from North Dakota or wherever he's from. Listen, you're a smart guy. You're a nice guy. There's probably a position somewhere in a cabinet for you where you can be the secretary of something that you can do good with your business experience, but you're not a president. Chris Christie is just the guy. You know what? Get him a sandwich, get him a hoagie, and send him home. He's just simply wants his one-liners. He wants to talk about everything he did in New Jersey. Here's a news break. New Jersey hated him. The teachers union hated him. The law enforcement unions hated him. The people hated him. You know, he's lucky he's not, he wasn't uh, charged for the whole Bridgegate thing to begin with. But he wants to be the one-liner. He looked in the the camera to call uh, Donald Trump Donald Duck because he's ducking the, oh, that's real big. It was just nonsense. And there was really not the platform for, to answer topics that people really wanted they, they were shouting over each other they were pointing each, it was just a waste of time it was literally a waste of time you got to cut this down to four candidates give people get five minutes to talk about policy what they truly want to do and uh you know let the people decide but what, what happened last night was just a clown show and i blame 50 percent of that on fox business and univision I blame 30% of that on the RNC and 20% on the people up there just trying to up one another on the stage, trying to up one another, which in the end made themselves look like clowns. And then you had uh, Gavin Newsom in the, the, in the room in the back, the, the, what do they call it, the control room or whatever, whatever the, the, the moderator room in the back where, where people are talking about it. And then you had all the surrogates back there and everything like that. It was just not not what we want to see. And if if you're not paying attention to Gavin Newsom, if you're not paying attention to how he's trying to sway moderate, and again, this is just talking points in the last month. This isn't he's got a whole history of being an elected official that shows he's an extreme radical progressive, which is going to be hard for him to overcome. But there's a reason he's trying to swing so moderate. There's a reason why he voted down those bills in 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 uh california and there's a reason why today he signed a bill that fast food workers are going to make twenty dollars an hour in california it just wasn't a good place last night you had donald trump speaking to your auto workers and again with his prepared speeches he's in his wheelhouse donald trump's in the place he wants to be in eventually i want to see him with two other three maybe three other candidates for the gop nomination and get on policy, and we'll have to see. But it was really not a good place, and, and we're not in a good place politically as a nation right now. With the, with the clown show in Congress, with what's going on with this past election, with all these questions about legalities of possible candidates, we're in a lot of trouble, and we better figure it out real soon. It's 323 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 327 here at the station, 64 degrees and cloudy. I want to hear from you guys out there. Did you watch the debate last night? Uh, have you watched the impeachment inquiry hearings today? I, I want to get your input. I want to see, if, am I on the wrong page? Am I in the right direction? Are you seeing it the way I am? Are you seeing it a different way? I want to know. You know, I, I want to look at the different viewpoints here. So let's hear from you in 570 570- 
883-0098. Before I move on, it looks like there's some breaking news on the Times Tribune that a timetable is unknown for West Scranton water main break that closed uh, schools today or had them leave early or whatever they did in the schools there. But the timetable is unknown for that fix, and that's as per the Times Tribune. came out about an hour ago, so I figured I'd give you the update there. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Wayne from Einan. He agrees on the GOP debate. Wayne, what's your thoughts on this? I thought it was a clown show, too, Rob. Uh, there's just too much over-talking between each other, uh, not getting into the facts of what this nation needs, for starters, okay, as to what they would do in the in correcting the situation. Okay, and I watched, also watched this uh, hearing here today about Biden and everybody else and all that stuff. Okay, and what's happening, I, uh, here's a Democrat. But I can honestly say, and I'm not, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm in the middle of the road, okay. But they will not inquire about saying, okay, let's get together, get the evidence together, and and look at what we really have here. All they're doing is talking about the shutdown. Eighty percent of them are just talking about the shutdown. Not, which is which is an important discussion, but that's going on outside of this committee hearing. But they're trying to distract it. They're trying. It's a show. It's a show. Yeah. Sure, it's a show. I agree with you. They're great actors, and that's on the Republican side too. They're just great actors. You know, that's the way I look at it. Uh, you know, they're not getting to the. They're not there. Okay, to let the American people know what they know. Okay, and a lot of the Democrats know. 80% of it, okay, and they're not asking any questions about how do we get into this and find out what is the real truth. And that's no good for the American people in this nation, period. That's the way I look at it. Because I look at it, we've already, if, if this hearings, stuff like these hearings continue, we've already lost this nation. There's, there's, no, there's no Justice Department, okay, to take care of anything. Or make any people show up to react to it, okay? To tell the truth, that, that's that's the way I look at it. No, no, I hear you, and it's, we need to do something because what's going on there now is broken. Wayne, I appreciate your call today. Thank you. And, and like I said, it's it's broken, and if we don't do something very quickly, this broken system is going to ruin our nation, and it's it's our doing to fix it. A little something closer to home. This happened yesterday, but I never got a chance to talk about it. The the new Lackawanna County prison investigator is out in less than a month. Really not a lot of knowledge behind it. But um, the the Lackawanna County new internal investigator has gone after fewer than three weeks on the job. The county prison board made uh, Joseph Harris' departure official last week by voting not to retain him in an email. County spokesman said... He no longer worked as of August 21st. Uh, His start date was August 2nd, according to uh, the hiring. The uh, warden there declined to discuss the reason for the sudden departure, calling it a personnel matter. So uh, the new internal investigator that was supposed to do some gang work and do uh, uh, a bunch of things up there at Lackawanna County Prison investigating allegations of wrongdoing by prisons guards and other staff and allegations of inmate wrongdoing as long as be a gang liaison to the local departments uh, where his salary was $70,000 is no longer there in less than three weeks. So uh, 
this is an issue going on in Lackawanna County. How come Lackawanna County can't seem to hold on to employees? And again, I don't know any of the issues behind it. It's a personnel matter. They're not disclosing, but I mean, $70,000 job, less than three weeks. There's a reason on one side or the other. And whatever it is, it's about not retaining employees in Lackawanna County. Is it lack of trying? Is it lack of caring? Is it lack of leadership? Is it, uh, you know, there's just there's the wrong employee? We don't know. But we need to ask those questions because we are the taxpayers, at least some of you out there, are the taxpayers of Lackawanna County running their whole shindig. So at least we deserve is answers. It is uh, 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 3.37 here at the station. 64 degrees and cloudy. Well, who would have ever thought that the clown show known as Senator Joe Biden from... Uh, no, Joe Biden. Senator John Fetterman from Pennsylvania would do something that voters, everyone else, could never think of being done. He got... Senate Democrats and Senate Republicans to unanimously agree on something. The Senate unanimously passed a resolution late Wednesday formalizing business attire as the proper dress code while on the floor of the chamber following bipartisan backlash after Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York quietly relaxed dress quietly. Come on, it was the biggest news story around. Relaxed dress requirements last week that allowed Senator John Furman to continue to wear hooded sweatshirts and gym shorts. Well, first of all, this makes Chuck Schumer look like a fool. He's supposedly the most powerful Democrat in the Senate. And uh, I'm sorry, he comes out of the other end of this looking like a fool. Why he tried to appease to John Fetterman is beyond me. What was his end game? What was his goal? I mean, you know, we're going to help, you know, the 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 guy with a disability by making him look like a fool? I I don't get it. But either way, you got to give credit where credit is due that this incident, as silly as it is, as ridiculous as it is, brought both Democrats and Republicans together to agree unanimously on something. So I guess that's a start. But, you know, I find it comical because you have every Democrat on this uh, impeachment inquiry hearing in the House. They have a time clock. Every time a Democrat speaks, there's a time clock for the, the government shutdown for the. Which is what, two, two days and uh, eight hours, seven hours, whatever the time clock is not showing right now, because uh, Chuck Edwards, a Republican from North Carolina, is speaking. But they have this countdown showing, saying, hey, we should be doing with other things. And again, different committees handle different things. That government shutdown is going to be handled on the House floor as a whole. This is a committee hearing for a totally different incident, totally different issue. But they want to portray it as that. We're wasting our time here. Every, If you look at the, the news breaks from these Democrats, we're wasting our time. We should be dealing with this debt ceiling. We should be dealing with the shutdown. This is wasting our time. This is what they're looking to do. Okay, well, well then what is the Senate doing with this dress code fiasco? I mean, the government shutdown isn't a surprise to everybody. It's been coming for the past couple of months. They knew it. But like everything else, they are broken. So it's okay for the Senate to deal with this. For Chuck Schumer, what, a week or two before the government is planned to shut down? 
to relax the dress code. Why? Distraction. That's why. And then they take time where there's pushback from both sides saying, you know what, this is just ridiculous. And I don't know if he thought the majority of Democrats would say, yeah, this, you know, we're, we're okay with this. But obviously they're not because they voted unanimously to go back to business attire, which it should be. But they are broken actors. That's all they are. They do nothing for us. And I encourage you to, if you don't know who your, your, your local congressman is in, in Washington, you should know. Find out. Obviously, you should know. I hope you should know at least who your two senators are. You have John Fetterman and Bob Casey. Look at their congressional record. You, you could just, any search engine that you use, you just write in their name, Senator John Fetterman, legislative record. Senator Bob Casey, legislative record. Representative Matt Cartwright's legislative record. And it'll show you, and there are drop-downs where you could say bills that they authored, they sponsored, bills they co-sponsored, which just means they answered an email or rose their hand and say, yes, I agree with this, you can add my name to it. Bills, what committee they went to, how far they got, did they become law, did they ever make it to the president's desk, did they ever make it out of the House, did they make it to the Senate, what amendments were there. It's really a wealth of information, and I know it takes time, I know it takes effort, and we're busy. We don't want to dive into the, 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 the nuts and bolts of what goes on, but you really should, because it'll show you how useless these people are. I mean, you look at Senator Bob Casey. Again, nice guy, got nothing against him personally. It's been very personable every time I've met him, every time I've dealt with him. I just don't agree with him politically. I don't agree with his stances. He's a yes man. But if you look at his legislative record for the many years that he's been there, he's done very little. He has written very few laws that help you or I. And this is what we need to start holding them accountable for. I mean, if you look at Senator Hillary Clinton when she was in New York, outside of naming a couple of post offices and some buildings, really never did anything when she was in the Senate. And again, it was a stepping stone. It always was a stepping stone. She moved there simply because there was that vulnerable seat. She won it. She sat there till she got something better and then looked for something better after that. That's politics. That's who these people are. They're not here for you or I. They're here for themselves. Money and power. I say it all the time. I don't care what letter you have after your name. It's money and power. And we need to start holding them accountable or else we don't move forward. We end up with a shutdown in two days and eight hours. We end up with increased inflation. We end up with a cost of living that's bankrupting us all. Interest rates that we can't afford anymore. And most of us have credit card debt that we cannot support. Because we just keep piling on top of it. We need another direction. What we're doing isn't working. And we're the stupid ones if we continue to let it go down that road. It's 344 here at WILK. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 348 here at the station. 66 degrees and cloudy. I got a text message in. Wait a second, Rob. I fail to see how doing nothing in the Senate is a bad thing. It's my uh, considered opinion that uh, in this case, it's better. Yes, less involvement in government is better, but when we have broken systems that need addressing, like Social Security, like Medicare, like our border, like things like that, that just desperately need to be fixed, and these are the people who are supposed to be fixing it. Yes, they should be working. They should be doing the things they need to be doing to fix those things. 
Somebody else, else uh, texted in, hello, Rob, they are no-show jobs and do nothing for the people politicians. It's absolutely correct. And again, it's just amazing how they still get paid through this whole shutdown. And I know a lot of them have already written their letters in saying, withhold my pay until the shutdown ends, which is a good step. But we need to take that a step further, both here locally in Pennsylvania and Harrisburg and in Washington. You know what? If you don't have a, a, a budget, approved budget, if you do not have a balanced budget, if you do not have your appropriations bills like they should have been doing in here instead of depending on continuing resolutions, which are, are, have become the norm. We do not, we have not had, we've had a balanced budget once in my lifetime. Their pay should be forfeited and their staff's pay should be forfeited. And I said the other day, we should also reduce these staff members. You know what? If these are the guys and girls that are going to lead us, if there are legislators that we vote for, let's, um, let's uh, hold them accountable. One staff member per person in Senate, one staff member for a person in the House and automate their offices to a central nonpartisan location to handle the day-to-day needs of their constituents. It is uh, almost 3.50 here at WILK. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 3.55. Wishful thinking there, Jake, right? Uh, It's 3.53. I told you I was hangry. We need a... Someone needs to open up a pizza place within walking distance of here. That's what we need, right? Uh, maybe across the street where the old, what was that, the old Perkins uh, over there? A pizza place would be perfect yeah, where Perkins, Perkins used. That would be perfect. for. Because obviously McDonald's, it's a struggle trying to turn out of there and head straight over here. Yeah, I'd rather not. Yeah. I'd rather not eat that, but I, I can go for pizza. But uh, that would be a, a, good, a good mix there. You can do all different styles. You can do like an old forge because you're close enough. You can Very do regular. Close, yeah. A different, bunch of different styles. It would be good. Uh, I'll, I'll work it out. Maybe I'll just keep drinking my water. It's uh, 354. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Eugene from the Diamond City on the media. Eugene. Hey, yeah, thanks for taking my call, uh, Rob. Yeah, I, I was wondering, you know, I— I, I try to be a good citizen. You know, I was learned that uh, democracy isn't a spectator sport, and I try to do that. And I, I, I go on PBS, and I think people will say, well, you're only getting one viewpoint, and maybe I, I am, but I guess I like it in that. And uh, if I had, uh, I guess, cable, you know, I'd try for MSNBC or Fox or whatever. I, I guess uh, what I was saying is I wonder why the the big networks don't care, aren't carrying these uh, these uh, debates. I mean, it, it, it's our country, it's our leaders, and so forth. And and uh, you know, I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. Well, if you, you look know? at the commercials that Fox News and Univision were playing during the debate last night. It's a moneymaker. I mean, that's as simple as it was, where in the past, by, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it was, uh, you know, it was for the people. It was for us. Yeah. And it wasn't, it, you know, it was a public service. It wasn't this corporate money grab. And and that's what it was. Uh-huh. If, if you look at the... Uh, if you look at the commercials that ran during last night, and again, I was bouncing between Univision and... Uh, and, and for Fox uh, News, because those are the those were the ones who hosted Fox Fox Business and, and Univision were the two that hosted it. 
But uh, it's as simple as that. They hosted it because it's a moneymaker. They know that they'll get X amount of voters. They know they can sell X amount of dollars for commercials. It has nothing yeah. to do with electing who's best for the nation next. It has to do yeah. with selling commercial breaks. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess that's the way the way it is here. I guess I I'll fi- finish up with this last comment, and, and I don't. I think it's realistic. You know, you look at history. And I'm not a history guy, but, you know, Egypt had its zenith and fell and Greece and Rome and Britain. And, you know, I I guess America's, you know, in line, too. If we're not careful, if we're not careful. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we we need democracy and look in Africa, the the coups that are there, the countries and, you know, so, okay, well, that's all, that's all I got. I just hope you and your lovely Latino bride have a good evening. I appreciate Eugene. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, get an ice and I'm a proponent from it from the start. Get your news from as many sources as you can. I don't care if you utterly hate the, the outlet, see what they're saying. See what they're talking about. See their angle on it. It might open your eyes to something you didn't get anywhere, elsewhere. And uh, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing, but getting as many views as you can on a topic, on a news story, on an incident is never bad. And uh, like I said, I don't care if it's from a, a, a source that you just hate. If it's a reliable source, if it's depending, it doesn't even matter how they slant politically, you know, Listen to the point of view. Listen to what's said. Read it. And then look at other sources and form your own opinion. That's the most important part of this whole thing. Do as much research as you can and do it outside of the news agencies, too. There's there's plenty of avenues from, um, you know, uh, the caller brought up PBS. Yeah. Get it from as many places as you can. NPR, you know, P- PCN, uh, uh, you know, here locally in Pennsylvania. Get it from as many avenues as you can you don't have to agree with the takes you you can you can even be angered by the takes listen to what's being said because it gives you a better rounded viewpoint to have your opinion and to make your arguments if you're ever discussing it and um you know that that's if i can bring anything to the table here that's the biggest thing i bring to you i put out resources where i get things all the time i put the links to it so you not only hear what i'm saying but you could read it for yourself and once you have the topic you can do your own research to uh, you know, get other viewpoints on it, and I encourage that on everything. Um, you remember that New York City professor that threatened to chop the Post reporter and his photographer's head off with a machete after the incident where she was flipped the table of the pro-life people who had authorization to hand out brochures in school, and then she chased him around the car with the machete, put the machete to his neck. She was fired from... Uh, Hunter College School of Visual Arts. Well, she's just been rehired by another university. How do you hire somebody after on video threatening someone with a machete? This is someone you want to put in a classroom with college students? But she's been rehired by another college. It's just amazing that 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 this goes on. Spokesperson for Cooper Union didn't immediately respond when asked. But she's allegedly, as per the New York Post, been hired by Cooper Union to teach young adults the machete-wielding professor. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Guess they, they approve of her 
guess they don't really care. It's four o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show.